Hey everyone, welcome today to the Unconventional Journey Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Demers, and I am joined today by my beautiful daughter, Adriana Demers. Hey Bean, welcome. Hey, thanks Dad. It's good to be on here. I've been wanting to do this for a while. I know you have, so I'm glad to finally get you on with me. And we're not joined today by our normal co-host, Cameron Fearing. We're going to give him a little break today and... Me and my wonderful daughter, we're going to talk about uh, something I think that everybody likes to talk about or would like to talk about, and that's parenting relationships. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so we have to make sure that, uh, you know, uh, we understand that all teens are a little bit different. I've got three of them in my house. I have Anna, Hunter, and Zach, and they're all different ages, Anna being the oldest at the ripe old age of 19. <laughs> Uh, and and the other boys being a little bit younger, sixteen and fourteen, and and every every stage of the teenage years are a little bit different. But you know, it's an honor for Dad to have his daughter on here and want to be on a podcast with him. So I'm not going to get all sappy and spend <laughs> a bunch of time talking about all that. Although I want to, um, I, I want to just talk today about you know uh, some parents and teens having trouble connecting with each other. You know, although our communication hasn't always been perfect at times, mm-hmm. I feel like we are, definitely have an excellent relationship that can be open and we can talk openly. So what do you think about that, Anna? Do you think we have that? Yeah, I think we definitely do a good job at communicating, but um, it hasn't always been that way. You know, as I got older, I kind of opened up more and you were a lot more understanding as I kind of got up in age. Well, I think I've got a little more patient over the years. Yeah, too. I think it's that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I spend a lot of my time uh, learning, I guess, throughout the years. And and poor Anna, she gets to be the guinea pig because she's the oldest. The yeah. boys. The What's bo- up with being the, the oldest child? You're just like the trial run for your parents. Yeah, yeah, you were our test dummy. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, so Anna, I'm, I'm, I'm going. I'm thinking today, and as I'm thinking, you know. Um, I want to ask the question, and maybe you can help answer it. Why is it so hard for teens to talk to their parents? Um, I think a lot of it comes from fear of how your parents will react. I know, at least for me, that was a big struggle just to know, like, you guys aren't going to freak out. You're not going to just come at me with a hammer, you know, but you're going to be understanding. You're going to listen, hear me out with what's going on, what I have to say, even if it's not something bad. Sometimes it's just, you know, hard to open up because you're afraid of what might happen or how the conversation may go. And a lot of it too is like not wanting to disappoint your parents because like I know that I hold myself to a standard to please you guys and just knowing that if I do something wrong, maybe it will like disappoint you. That was always a fear. But I think after you get over that barrier of knowing that your parents are going to love you no matter what, they're still going to care for you is it's a lot easier to have that communication. Yeah, yeah, and I've been known to overreact at times. So. <laughs> a few times. <laughs> <laughs> but you're you're exactly right. When when we talk about parents and teens together, uh, a lot of times us parents are known to overreact. Um, sometimes we do react even in maybe the fashion we should react, but it's also can be damaging to the kid mm-hmm. or the teen because of it's, you know, it's us coming in strong. Um, I think the, the best thought there is that we have to, uh, as parents, I'm talking to you parents out there right now, we have to make sure that we are open when our kids come to us. We have to make sure that we are aware that they have a need to express, uh, in a very vulnerable state. They have to, they have to feel free to be able to come and open up and have that conversation with you. And if you're, if you don't have that now, sit down and tell them, Hey, look, I, I, I am here. And I know it's hard to verbalize this. It can even be awkward at times. But say, look, I am here 
to listen to you. I am here for you to be able to talk to, and I am not going to overreact. Or if I, by chance, do, I'll calm down and we'll have a, a, a candid conversation when I do. Um, and, and I think that's a, a good way for parents to to communicate better with their teens. But what do you think, Anna? How, how can parents work on communicating with their teens, maybe even outside of what I just said? I, I, I would like your thoughts on what, what do you think are ways that parents can communicate better? Yeah, I mean, I think what you said is very important and very key, like just having that open mind as a parent, but also not necessarily like trying to jump in our business because, you know, we do we do keep it private and it is it is a vulnerable thing to come to your parents about something, but kind of let your teen come to you when they're ready. Obviously, if you see them in a bad situation, you need to intervene, but um, I don't know, just kind of being open, but when the timing is right and you know, also come come towards that prayerfully as well. Like pray about it before you have that conversation so that you do keep that patience and you do come at this in like a biblical standpoint with what you're going to say to your child and control your anger and stuff like that if it's a bad situation. But um, I think the openness is really just the key point there to communicating with your kids and to have them actually want to come to you. I feel a little attacked. Sorry. <laughs> I mainly feel attacked because you told me about, you know, you mentioned about staying out of business. Just so you all know, Anna and her mama have this problem. They, they, they are, they are, um, <laughs> they should open a private investigator for us. Okay. <laughs> so we're, we're in here in my office a little while ago and we, I make mention of a certain person that I, I, I know kind of who they are, but I don't even really know their names. And Anna's like, oh, Give me just a minute and I'll figure it out. And I'm not kidding y'all. In less than five minutes, this kid had figured out everything about this person, who they were, what their name was, where they live, who their mama was, what they drank for, <laughs> for orange juice, what kind of orange juice they drank for breakfast this morning. Uh, so when she says dad needs to stay out of the business, uh, well, you know. <laughs> hey, I didn't say I was perfect either. <laughs> I just like to have fun with you. So so when we're talking about, and, and you just said some really good stuff. I didn't mean to discount it by throwing no, my joke good. in there, but you know, when you we talk about parents, you know, working to communicate better with their teens, and teens in turn working to communicate better with their parents, you know, and and that's some things I find sometimes, especially maybe not so much with you, maybe a little bit with you, but more with the boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they don't like to talk at all. You know, you like to talk. You'll sit down and talk to me for yep. hours if I let you. But um, uh, you know, do you think that sometimes? Uh, anxiety for t- it plays in a big role in the teens, and I know you kind of said that already a little bit. But but do you really think that's what holds a lot of teens from going and talking with their parents? Is just that anxiety and that fear? Um, I do think that's a big part of it. Yeah, that's kind of what I talked about previously. But I mean, there's also a lot of different things. Not everybody struggles with that anxiety factor, but they still do really struggle to communicate with their parents. It's kind of just based on who the kid is and what their personality type is. Some people are just more private and um, that's just the way that they are. So maybe you do need to prod a little bit if you want to know, but I feel like if they're just kind of standoffish with it, then you should just, you know, let them be. But I do get that like parents obviously want to have that good communication with their kids, but maybe just like opening up to a standpoint of something that's not as personal, something that's not as vulnerable and like working up to that, you know? I don't know. Well, from the par- yeah, from the parent standpoint, that's the tough part, right? When when do you prod and when do you not prod? When yeah. when are you prying too far and when you're not? And and I've always told parents you got to be involved in your kids' business. If you don't know what's going on on their phones, 
that's on you. You pay the mm-hmm. phone bill, and you should be able to get in their phones. You know, uh, if you don't know what's going on on the gaming device, then that's on you. You should be able to know what's going on on the gaming device. Whatever. I'm just using hypotheticals mm-hmm. here. It could be any kind of thing. But you know, it, my kids. When you guys leave, I know where you're going. I have uh, track yep. you on your apps. I know where where I know where where you're heading, and I know where when you're going to be back. And Dad's going to ask when you're going to be back, Anna, and 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 when are you going to be home? And, and it drives you crazy, I'm sure, sometimes. But <laughs> you know, and and we set curfews for certain things depending on what it is. You're older now, obviously, you're an adult. But you know, uh, for me, it's trying to make sure I have that balance of when to prod and when not to prod, when to pry, when not to pry. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of parents out there deal with that today. We we try to find that perfect balance of. You know how involved are we in our kids' lives, and how you know, um, you know how how much uh, leeway do we give them? And I think, at least from my standpoint, and my advice to people listening today would be, um, you know, be deeply involved with your kids, but also allow them to make the decisions. And I think that helps know what's going on, be aware of what's going on, guide as a parent, but let them stand on their own two feet. If that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's really good advice because like as your daughter, you've given me a lot of leeway, a lot of freedom, but also I, not too much, (laughs) but also it's because I respect you and that we built that trust because at the end of the day, you are still my parent and you do have authority over me Mm -hmm. and that's how it should be. And since I honor you, since I follow your Um, rules for the household and whatnot most of the time, Um, (laughs) then we've built that trust relationship. And when you really have that trust relationship, that's when more of the freedom comes into play. Because I didn't have that at first, but I was, you know, I kind of built into that the more that we became open and trusting with each other and the more that I was like taught that respect for you. Right. And that's, that goes back to respect is earned and not demanded. And, and Mm -hmm. as, and sometimes I think kids or teens uh, forget that they want to automatically be respected like they're a full-grown adult, but that's not the stage of life that you're in. You have to walk through those paths of of allowing your parent to give you a little bit of of freedom, and then you honoring. That's back to the honor piece of it. You mm-hmm. honoring that freedom that your parent is giving you, and showing them that that you're able to walk in the ways that are right when you're out on your own. And then as you do that, they give you more freedom. And then there's that balance between res- respect and freedom as you grow. And as long as you're handling that right, there's usually no no issues. But there's there are issues when somebody you know when there's uh, trust loss when when mm-hmm. when somebody whether it's the parent or the or the teen um, breaks that trust barrier. Uh, that is when the problem comes in because uh, you're you're taking and going out on your own accord and saying you know I, I'm going to uh, do something that my parent told me not to do. It's almost like Adam and Eve in the garden, right? <laughs> God told him, "Don't eat the fruit of that tree. Don't touch the tree." And God's our heavenly Father. He says, "Don't touch the tree." Well, what do they do? As soon as God's not looking, they touch the tree. Mm-hmm. And then what ends up happening is that that trust and that bond becomes broken, and that's the the sin nature that we live in now. 
and that will break up families. And I'm, I'm here to encourage someone that if that's where you're sitting today, you can restore that. Just like we have uh, uh, grace and mercy through our Father now, through Jesus Christ and, and to our Father, we, we can have that with our kids the same way. And, and kids, you can have that with your parents. Now, we both have to be open to that, mm-hmm. but we have to be able to have those, those conversations. So anyway, I got a little long-winded in that. So how do you think quality time plays into uh, having those kind of relationships. And and as you get older, for instance, you today work uh, a, a job at a hospital and you spend a lot of time doing that. Um, wh- how do you think quality time with, with me, quality time with your mom, maybe both of us together, whether it's it's game night, family time, sitting around, you know, last night we, we just sat around the living room after you guys got home from work and just talked for a while and had some intimate time. How, how do you think that plays into the role between parents and their, and their teens? Yeah, um, quality time is obviously really important in any type of relationship, but I think it is very crucial with parents and kids. I love when we have our family time like last night was wonderful we didn't even think of it as anything it wasn't planned it was just kind of yeah yeah, it was just kind of we were all sitting around and we had a really good just like family time where we all talked and it's kind of nice when we don't have all the littles too just because we do get that more one-on-one time with just the older ones and um even when you are spending family time it's still important to have that quality time one-on-one with each of your kids um, just so you kind of, you know, you keep in check with them, keep in check with their personality, what's going on. Cause we are constantly like growing, developing, changing. Um, so just kind of keeping a close contact and it is hard with like working and stuff as you get older, as your teens start to get jobs. Um, it's hard to do that. You have to be very intentional about your time and about how you're spending it with them. Um, but I think doing something, going out, having quality time just alone is very important. Yeah. And, and you said it, I mean, we, we deal with now where, uh, we never know which one's home what night. And mm-hmm. if one of you are going to be home, none of you are going to be home. Uh, and it's because you work jobs. You know, yep. um, uh, Hunter comes straight from school most days, changes clothes, goes to work. You're working 12-hour shifts at a hospital, you know. Uh, Zach's not working much. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but at the end of the day, you know, you, you got stuff going on, whether he's yeah. hanging out with friends or, or what have you. So those are very precious moments, I feel, that are, for me as a dad, uh, I think they're very precious moments that we can all be together, spend quality time together, share together, love together. I think that is super, super important. So, uh, you know, when I'm thinking about about this, I know in my heart that that is very valuable for me, and it's also valuable for my my kids. So, mm-hmm. be intentional, parents. You know, uh, and I, I've talked about this in other podcasts before, but we have to be intentional about putting our phones away. We have to be intentional about turning off a television. We have to be intentional about just being there for our kids and for our family, and opening ourselves up to have that quality time when it's just open conversation, like you said. We had nothing planned last night mm-hmm. as far as, you know, a conversation goes. It's yeah. it's 8, 8.30 at night. You guys are home from work. I'm home from work. And we spend that time together just talking. Nothing important, just really about the drama in your life, which is always <laughs> exciting. But <laughs> Always got something. But, you know, taking that time to create those those memories and those yeah. that, that time to connect. I think connection is is so key. We all want to be connected. You're mm-hmm. you're a touchy feely person, right? I am. <laughs> you might be a little bit of a hugger. 
Yeah, I like get on my mom's nerves all the time because I just want to like hug and cuddle and she hates <laughs> touch. So you get that from your dad. I'm a I hugger know. too. I like I like to hug and and uh, uh we like to we like to um have that personal touch and and at the end of the day Parents, we got to understand, we need to know how to connect with our kids, right? If your kid's a hugger, I'll hug your kid. Mama does that. She does <laughs> hug her sometimes, but it has to be bright. But no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but um, if your kid's not a hugger, don't try to walk around hugging your kid, right? Yep. Uh, uh, spend, spend, figure out your kids, uh, understand they're all different. Every one of them have a unique personality. Uh, and 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 know that they are uh, God's creations, and they're they're there for you to love on and for you to guide through life. So, you know, when I'm thinking, as you've grown older, uh, we've we've had times where we've had conversations about life. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, you're in a stage where you might be buying your. F- well, you bought your first car already, but maybe your first actual big car, you know. Yeah, you, my big purchase. Yeah, your first car we bought uh, from the neighbor, and, <laughs> and uh, you know, you, you did good. You did good. Those of you that don't know the story, I, I told Anna, she was turning 16, and the neighbor had the car, and uh, she was like, Dad, why don't you just buy the car for me? I said, nope, that's not going to happen. And then, <laughs> so I said, I'll tell you what, I'll give you, I think the car was, what, three grand, 3500 yeah, something like was, that? Yeah. Th- three grand. And uh, I told her, I said, I'm going to give you a, I'm going to give you a thousand dollars for the car. Uh, and I said, uh, we're going to go down to the bank and we're going to take out a loan and, and, and you're going to pay the payment on this car because I want you to understand what uh, paying a payments mm-hmm. is, right? And yep. you, you got to experience that firsthand, didn't you? The joy. <laughs> <laughs> but what it what it taught you was payments aren't fun, right? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, now you're at the point where you, you got the car, you've had the car now, what, three years? Almost four Almost years. Almost four years. Wow. Oh. That's been a good little yeah. Honda Civics. They're just, they're, they're bulletproof. Yeah. So little Bertha. Uh, but she's, uh, she's getting to where you need something a little more reliable. You're driving over yeah. to St. Louis every day. So uh, you need something more. So we're talking right now about going and, Looking at vehicles together and getting ready to make that that next step, that big decision to mm-hmm. to, to purchase a vehicle, and uh, you know, uh, parents, we have to be present in our kids' lives when we're talking about these kind of things. Don't just expect your kids know to how to do all this stuff, right? You don't know anything. <laughs> There's so many life decisions that you have to make at this age, like this age between like 16 and your early 20s. You are making like crucial life decisions. You're deciding what you're doing with your life, where you're going to college. You have to make your big purchases. You have to decide who you're going to be with, if you're going to move out, what you're going to do. And it's it's so much. So like really going to your parents for guidance and wisdom is so smart. And so many people hold off on that. But like, you guys know what you're doing. You already did it once. So we've already made the mistakes. Yep. So yeah, def- <laughs> definitely, you know, and I'm going to have some podcasts on on handling money, but you know when we're talking specifically with kids with money, we've we've sat down with the kids and Anna, you got a 401k already, mm-hmm. and you're working to save money and and a little bit besides all the coffee runs, but you know you're <laughs> yikes, you're 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 definitely uh, on the right path in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. um, but. To your point, I would encourage kids not to be not to be standoffish. Go talk to your parents about this stuff. If you don't know how to break out a checkbook and write a check, don't be ashamed. Just ask your parents. Can you show me how to write a check? Because guess what? You're going to have to pay bills. Now, I know we're getting to a digital age where you're going to put your card online and do that most of the time, but you still need to know the basic principles. 
need to know how to write a budget because guess what? One day, dad and mom's money's not going to be there no more. You got to. Unfortunately. <laughs> Anna's getting a few tastes of that herself right now. Yeah. But, you know, as you grow old, older, you have to understand that uh, that's part of life. And you're not always going to be living in your parents' basement or uh, doing, uh, uh, you know, living under their roof. You're going to have to go do life yourself. So understand it's it's good to lean on your parents and parents. It's time for us to parent today. When I look at, um, you know, uh, how many kids are in the foster system and I look at uh, what's happening to our world today, how many single moms there are out there trying to raise their kids, uh, it tells me that we as parents, dads, moms, have not stepped up and saw that, you know, marriage is important and parenting together is important. Uh, and it's it's time for us to return to that. It's time for us to see the effect that it has on our kids, and it really, really helps our children when we are together in unison trying to lead them as a parent unit. It, it's very, very important for us mm-hmm. to do. So uh, we're, we're, we're almost get, we're getting wrapped up with this podcast today. We're getting close to being done. And, and uh, you know, I just want to hit a couple more things as we, as we finish, just to wrap and kind of summarize the thing. You know, first off, I can't approach, or we as parents can't approach kids all the same. I can't come talk to you the same way as I talk to your brothers. Yeah, and, absolutely. And I mentioned that already. And and we want to make sure that uh, when we're going, we're, we're approaching each one individually. Don't just blanket your kids when you're talking to them. You know, with you, I know, I know at times when I need to get in your face and get in your grill. <laughs> and I know other times when I just need to walk in softly and talk to you. And, and, you know, those are things that we need to understand with our kids. The approach isn't always the same, you know? Um, and, and from your standpoint, what about approaching the parents? Um, I mean, I am kind of your mini me. I am like the smaller version of you. So coming to you is always a lot easier than coming to my mom because we are so different. We are so very different, but, um, kind of playing into what we talked about earlier, the love languages, knowing that like, okay, my mom, if we're fighting, she's not going to want me to come up and give her a hug. She's going to want me to clean the kitchen real quick, she, you know, she, acts she of service. Like, she likes yeah. acts of service. Yeah. Absolutely. So um, just being intentional with doing their love language, doing the things that really, you know, that they're going to appreciate that's going to affect them rather than thinking about your own selfish desires. Well, like, oh, I don't want to amend this way. I'm just going to do what I want to do and like, oh, give her a hug and it's all better. No, sometimes you have to approach it differently, just the same way that you're going to approach your kids differently. Absolutely, and that was a great way to summarize it. I, I really appreciate you you saying that, and you mm-hmm. you hit the nail on the head there. So, you know, today in ending, I want to encourage each of you to, you know, as parents, spend quality time with your kids. It's it's important. Uh, I I look and every day I blink. I just remember this little girl sitting in <laughs> the little girl that's sitting in front of me today is a grown woman, but she's. She was just my baby, you know, short 19 years ago, sitting here in the crook of my arm. And now here she is, a big girl leading. Boy, I didn't I didn't start <laughs> with this, but this kid is a phenomenal uh, worship leader, kids pastor. Uh, she's a lot like our dad. She doesn't say no and she keeps going. <laughs> so, you know, I'm, I'm very proud to have her sit in front of me today and 
And, uh, you know, kids in the, on the flip side, spend time with your parents. You know, um, don't shut yourselves in your rooms. Your parents really want to spend time with you. They want to, don't just think they don't because they are busy. They want to spend time with you, quality time. If you have something you like to go do, tell your parents. Go do it together. Parents, take the time to go do it with your kids and, and spend that quality time. I always tell people, sit as a family. Whenever you can have family dinner together, have family dinner together. Put the phones away. Sit at the mm-hmm. table. Break bread. Talk about the day. It's so important. Be open. Be honest with each other and and most of all just just be a family that loves god so anna anything else before we end today that was it that was good that was a good little chat all right well we'll we'll definitely be back on i'm sure we love you thank you for being with us today listen friends as we are as we're wrapping this up today if you would hit the follow and the subscribe like button whatever you have in front of you on whatever application you're you're listening to this if you would review us and uh most of all Please, please, please share this with some friend. Let them know this is a way for you to talk about real things on the Unconventional Journey podcast. We love you. Until next time, God bless. Take care.